Hello, dear Yev. My name is Lisa, and I'm here today with Antoinette. And today we're here to talk about some of the pitfalls that occur along the spiritual path. And we're putting together a short series um, of, of chats, of just exchange, sharing our experiences and sharing some of the challenges that we've encountered along our own spiritual journeys and reflecting upon what's happening out there in the spiritual world today, um, the ups and downs, the positives, and, and some of the challenges that are still very much present that we've experienced ourselves and also challenges that are becoming more and more prominent. And the main reason why this series has come into being is, is simply to respond, to offer our insight and to share our experiences with the hope that for those of you listening who are starting out on your spiritual journey, or maybe you have been on this path for some time, that you might have some tools or some tips that you can take away that can help you to either overcome similar challenges that you're facing or avoid them completely. So Antoinette, um, today we're going to talk about discernment. Discernment yeah. is a really big one on the spiritual path. And we were chatting a little bit before we pressed record and value systems came up as one of the, the foundations to, to discerning on this path. Would you like to explain a little bit about that yeah um so for me integrity has been a big thing in my life like um when I was in high school that was one of our core values that they installed on in us um and to have integrity is to have values so what are you actually valuing in your life you know is truth is it justice um is it helping others or is it, you know, self-fulfillment or personal development? Along That will inform what kind of um, integrity, like what type of integrity or how it will play out in your life. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that when you have, when you're really clear on your value system, when you're really clear on what integrity means for you and what all of your different values stand for, it's much easier to to discern and to identify, you know, the black and white and where the boundaries are around that. But I think for people who are on a spiritual journey, most of us begin um, because we need to heal, yeah. and because we feel lost and because we feel like we need to find ourselves again and, and, you know, rediscover our purpose, rediscover who we are. And that makes it really difficult to discern. Mm. Our, even our value systems are lost a little bit or, you know, it becomes a really gray zone where we're on a journey of exploration and it can become quite easy to get lost within that gray area. Yeah. It's because we grow up in, uh, you know, our own family system, our own culture, and they install their values. So in terms of, um, say, religion, then it's like usually it's um, – to be a good person to and a lot of religions would be about service to others and that can be sort of um 
a little bit of a two two edged sword because if you're valuing and you're giving you're valuing others and you're giving towards others, and yet you forget, you know, to to like they say, fill your own cup, look after yourself, and you keep on giving, then you deplete yourself. So it's the value has there's for me it, there always has to be a balance between the self and the other, and um, to live in in this case with integrity around this value with service to other love for other and the love for the self um you have to it's in the moment and it's not there's no right and wrong so some days you know sometimes you can give because like you have the energy you have the time and you can give to others and and other days you just so you know overworked like we all work hard and we don't have the energy and the time and 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 then like when I was growing up in the church, like if you don't give, then they think, you know, you're a bad Christian kind of thing. Not not anything against Christians, but a lot of religions, right? Um, so there's always there's always um, two sides to the coin. That's my experience from growing up from a religious, you know, background. Um, it's not a clear cut. So integrity would be, for me, would be then you know what, to be authentic to myself and to be authentic to the other person, what is the most um, loving thing I can do right now if I've only got like a half half a cup and not a full cup, right? And or, and I'm running really low, really quickly. It's like, what's the most loving thing can I do right now? It's like, no, actually pull back and look after myself first. Because if I'm giving from an empty cup, eventually that kind of thing that kind of pattern builds resentments you know and when you give giving with resentment people feel it you know eventually <laughs> it swells out absolutely know? and it's an interesting one because yeah pulling back I think for many of us who are conditioned to serve and yes. conditioned to, you know, obey, even if it's obeying our roles or obeying, you know, the commitment that we've made to certain tasks, whether it's helping people or, or serving others, whatever it may be, it's seen as a form of weakness or a form of defeat to step back, you know, yeah. when your cup, as you say, is half empty or you're, you're just not feeling well or you're just not able to give 100%. But that's yes. where integrity comes in because actually that's that's the integrity part. That's the part where you say, actually, I'm not able to give you 100% today. I'm actually going to take a step back because I respect the work that I do. I respect my own energy. I respect um, you. I respect your journey. And, you know, we'll do it another day. Um, yeah. You know, for me, that's that's strength that takes character, that takes courage. You know, yeah. it's, not a, it's definitely not a weakness, but it's often um, thought of as such because yeah. of all of this conditioning that we've had. Yeah, definitely. And also, like, um, when we're giving from an empty cup and it's what are we showing? We sh we're showing a martyrdom, like, um, what do you want to call it, a archetype, right? Yeah. And we've had so many martyrs through the centuries I don't know if this is for me this isn't the way forward that isn't balance for me um to live a spiritual life to walk the path is to have that balance and to be completely 
giving and be a martyr and totally deplete ourselves. Like a lot of moms do it. And that was the way before um, the roles were, you know, women look after children, they they nurture and care. And then the man traditionally would have um, gone out and uh, worked. That is now blurring with the evolution of consciousness and the spiritual awakening we're coming into a place where that um like feminine masculine it isn't about the sexes it's about the energy it's like the yin and the yang it's especially if you look at the uh yin and the yang symbol um you know in the eastern uh philosophy and and, and uh spirituality that yin and the yang is helping each other and it's flowing together in a in, like intertwined and it's balanced and there's some dark in in the white and some white in the dark so yes you know it's not like if you if you look at it and you say no it's not pure white no it's not pure uh dark right but we are human this is the human experience we like if we just had to have you know all lights then we we wouldn't be on this this earth plane we'd be in the higher realms or uh, spiritual planes or the lower realms in spirit form right absolutely and even on a scientific level like i believe that it's stark matter and maybe some people will correct me if i'm wrong um it's the dark matter that holds everything together you know yeah. so there is there is a place for darkness and um, it's not always this bad destructive um yeah. thing that it's it's put out there to be but it's <sighs> It's also the rest, right? You know, it's the light for me is that constant growth, that constant expansion, um, the energy that's expanding outwards and being put outwards. And that can be exhausting if it's done in excess. And whereas the the dark for me is the rest. It's the time where we come inwards. It's the time where we, you know, it's the dream time. It's the time where you come into, you know, yourself and connect with your higher self, connect to your, your own consciousness, be one with your mind, with your ideas, with how you're feeling, your emotions and checking in with yourself. For me, that's all the kind of dark. Let's say even the mothering aspects, there's a lot of darkness in the mothering, nurturing aspect because that's how it is in the natural world. That's, you know, even if you look at the plants, you know, they're nurtured by the soil mm -hmm. and it's all dark under there, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. It's like the most of our nurturing um, actually comes from those periods of rest or from the dark moments and yeah, yeah there, there is a push in the spiritual world towards that love and light and you know it's I don't I don't know if love should be put into the light you know I don't think that those two should always have to be in tandem with each other because I think that love can occur within the spiritual path independent of mm. whether it's light or dark it's it's something separate but the light in excess can can cause burnout as well. It can lead to exhaustion. It can lead to yeah. also suppression of our emotions that need to be healed, but also suppression sometimes of our of our instinct. You know, um, the constant yeah. strive for positive thinking, and you know, there's there's a beauty to that of always seeing the light and everything, always seeing the positive and everything. But I think sometimes on the spiritual path and um, it can be, 
hard then if you're in an environment where it doesn't really resonate with you and you don't feel quite at home or you don't feel like this is the right place to be mm. and if you voice that mm. then you're seen as being negative yeah you know if you're tired or if you're worn out or if you're going through a process or you're not in your best emotional state um, or even mental state at that time it can be seen as toxic or negative or you know not off the light and I think that can be a harmful aspect too uh, yeah and it's important to discern I think mm. <laughs> between um being positive and you know looking for the opportunities and you know staying aligned on our spiritual path and having to suppress your own authenticity yeah. uh, because of this I'm going to call it love and light propaganda because that's what it feels like to me sometimes yeah, yeah. they in um, counseling they usually refer to toxic positivity you know um being almost it's almost like talking about um you know the fake smile show up at work you have to put the fake smile and be the best for on your best form you know if you're in customer service especially yeah and if someone's not suited to that if that's not the innate um disposition they'll soon burn out and they won't last in that job because they're denying a part of themselves right yeah so like and for for them at some point if it's not working for them they'd they'd usually get really sick they'd burn out or maybe even develop a physical illness even um yeah at some point you have to come and leave that environment right like if like even if the environment doesn't agree with you you're not going to thrive <laughs> no no so no. You have to stop at some point and that's when you go into the dark and that's being honest with yourself and in turn like expressing this to like if it's your boss that you want to quit or whatever, you know, and then being true to yourself, that's integrity, you know, yeah. and having that discernment to figure it out. It's like, is this right for me? Do I really need this job? Like, am I better off doing something else? Like, say, if you're customer service, so working in a shop, say, no, like, I'm actually suited to be a gardener, actually, <laughs> digging in the ground, that kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. And then having the courage, I think, to follow through on that. Yeah. But it is in those moments of darkness that we we learn this, the skills and the tools, I think, to master ourselves. But mastery sounds like such a big thing, but even just learning how to be present in the moment or learning how to just sit with the emotion, sit mm. with the energy that we're feeling, sit with um, even the confusion just to be present and learn how our body works. Because yeah, when we're out there, when we're spending so much time in the external world, you know, in environment, even if it doesn't serve our purpose, mm. it's toxic to our well-being. Um, yeah. We're not developing the skills we need. You know, when we think positively all the time, when we focus just on the light, we're not we're not actually learning the skills that we need to handle those drops because life by by nature, we ebb and flow. Like even if you take yourself out of that toxic job and put yourself into the job of the gardener, you can still encounter 
pitfalls in life you can still encounter traumas you can in- encounter grief you yeah. know if close to you could die there's still going to be things that can happen to you throughout your life where you actually need those skills to be yeah. able to center yourself and actually be comfortable sitting in the discomfort yeah another way to um phrase that like um like in the spiritual world they call it a spiritual bypassing but even in normal life it's just bypassing your emotions, bypassing what's really happening within yourself. You know, um, the, the thing is when you suppress and you bypass, you're just going to have the same problems tomorrow. And the next day, is, at some point, these, these issues are going to erupt because you haven't dealt with them, right? And it doesn't even make sense really when you think about it, like positive thinking, because the thinking occurs in our cognitive brain, but the trauma and the wounds occur in a reptilian brain or you know in our mammalian brain it doesn't even happen in in the cognitive aspect so trying to overcome you know emotions or trauma through thoughts is just doesn't work yeah you can't think your way out of a trauma no that's the issue the the the, the mind or the ego if you want to call it that loves a problem loves a question loves to find a solution and that's the mind part the ego wants to control you know wants to keep you in that safe place that it knows that you've been in this is traditionally how our family did it this is like what your brother did your sister did your mother did we've all been in the shop you know you can't leave this job <laughs> it'll keep you there and, yep. But it's the spirit, the creative the aspect of us, the soul that wants to, you know, grow. This The soul is about growth. It's always thriving and it won't stop. And it's up to us to get into alignment as a complete human, yeah. mind, body, spirit, heart, you know, come into alignment and bring this all together. Yeah. They say that the mind isn't a good master you know that it will basically drive you crazy but when it's aligned with the heart it makes a beautiful servant to the heart you know yeah that is lovely yeah yeah like the mind is a newbie (laughs) (laughs) but um So it comes back to the end of the day, being true to ourselves, right? You know, mm. so the heart is probably one of the most authentic parts of our being, mm-hmm. uh, which is aligned on a spiritual level. It's aligned on an emotional level. It's aligned on a physical level. And so where does discernment come into that? You know, for those who are starting off on their spiritual path or for those who find themselves on the journey or on the learning path, um, what advice would you give them in terms of discernment? You know, let's say they they walk into a room full of, you know, spiritual people, um, beautiful community, um, and then they encounter a deep process or a deep emotional process. um, Mm. And it's not being, it's not being received well, or they're being pushed 
Um, because that's another thing sometimes, you know, you're pushed to release it, mm. um, which can be another, it can be like re-traumatizing um, mm. because you're experiencing that process and then you're being pushed to release it, to get it out, to experience it when you're you're not fully ready on a physical level. It's like, what tips would you give them? Well, in counselling, um, the way I was taught is really to, as a practitioner, as a facilitator, really to follow the client's lead. So like as a counsellor, as a facilitator, as a practitioner, as a coach, even, even as a teacher, decent human being basically, <laughs> Listen, you know, to what's going on for your client or for whoever's experiencing this issue. Really listen and really tune in. So this is where your empathy skills come in, you know, to feel like what's happening for the person. And on the practice, um, on the client's side, it's it's really it's like we're not going to get it on the first time. So don't be hard on yourself. So even if you've done things that you, you you don't want to do in hindsight, take it as a learning, you know. Yeah. So you're not going to get – we're not perfect. We're still figuring it out here as humans. And discernment takes – it can take years. It can take generations. Some people never get it. But to be kind to yourself, and if it feels off, then – It's off. Let's go with that. Go with your instinct and to listen to fine-tune that instinct. What you have to do, like you don't have to, but like it's advisable. Speak become quiet within oneself to really listen to what's happening within your body, within your mind, within your feelings. So to do that, like meditative practices, right? are really good or some some meditative practice you can do silent meditation close your eyes that kind of thing or it can be like um yoga movements kind of thing yoga practice or walking even you don't have to close your eyes but even to sit in nature to become silent and to to listen what's happening to, to listen to what's happening within yourself and not to judge what's going on to watch the thoughts let them pass to feel the feelings and let it go. And at first it's going to be really hard and you're going to like beat yourself up. This is what I did. I used to do. I just come down on myself so heavy for years and like, why am I not getting it right? Right. Like, why am I not getting it? Um, Patience as well. Yeah. Because it's a long journey. Yes. Yeah. And some some of us have come back multiple times to to figure it out. Right. Yes. Um, This lifetime and in others. (laughs) yeah yeah it takes time I think that's that's key it's to be patient um to trust your body to trust the responses that you're feeling within your body like if it doesn't feel right if you don't feel safe then that's you know that's trumps anything else you know you have to feel like you're in the right place to be able to process and at the pace that you're able to naturally go at because it's not a race and I that's one thing that I've learned on this path, like trying to overcome things too quickly just brought me back into a loop. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, you feel great for a short space of time and then you just, you know, regress again. Mm-hmm. And I think the most valuable lesson in terms of that was to slow down, mm-hmm. and to take my time healing, to take my time 
working through things and taking it step by step and not putting pressure on to do everything at once. And mm. I felt under pressure when I came into, let's say, the spiritual world. And, you know, it was, it's a lot when you're not used to any of that, you know, or when you maybe you've meditated a little bit or you have some sort of um, small kind of energetic practices. But like when you go into communities or when you go into courses or, you know, you kind of get bombarded with information and with what how you should be. Yeah. You no. Know? So you should be doing all these practices and then you should also be eating healthy and then you should also be living your true life. And so, you know, you should be completely um, crumbling down every aspect of your life and everything that you formed so far in your life to bring it into alignment with this, you know, um, perfect way of of living, clean living, you know, being trauma free, um, having the job that you love, like all these different things that you're kind of bombarded with. And I felt really overwhelmed at yeah. the beginning and trying to do all those things at once, yeah. you know, they're all valid. We shouldn't work in a toxic environment because we spend so much of our time there. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not conducive to our health. Mm-hmm. You know, we should eat healthily or eat the foods that are, that resonate with our body that are, that feel good when we consume them. Like we should have daily practices that help us to stay aligned. But when you are starting off and you're going through processes, it's like really peel all of the back. Yeah, I've learned to take it like step by step. And if I'm going through a process, I'll do one thing. Yeah. You know, if it's the being present, then it's the being present. I'm not going to try and give myself the headache of also trying to eat well or also trying to, you know work at whatever I'm supposed to be doing it's like one thing at a time slow yeah no and really as you say listen to yourself listen to your body and it will tell you what it needs it'll tell you where it needs to be yeah and and creating the space I think as well yeah it's the same thing when you have um food allergies like you can't just quit everything all at once like it's a process like you can start off you know cutting one type of product so if it's just um I don't know wheat only wheat only and then figuring out okay is it uh wheat or is it uh like a certain type of bread or is it um another type of grain maybe it's rice so like it's it's you're only gonna get a proper informed um in I, I call it discernment really you're only gonna get a real real discernment when you you take the time to really sit with it and process it and and figure it out. Listen to what's going on within yourself and your responses. So everybody's reaction is going to be different. So one circle of spiritual people or one type of food is going to be fine by somebody else, but for the next person it's not. It's because we all have different issues in our lives. We all have different traumas. All come from different environments we all made up differently yes we have common things in common but we don't respond the same yeah you know and and if we we've done things in the past that that's hurt us take it as a as a lesson often years later you'll find oh that's why I was in that stupid job you know that's where I got that I learned how to deal with customers now I know how to deal with people like that are this way you know, that's it, all lessons. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's all lessons. <laughs> okay, so I think we will leave it there for today. Thank mm. you, Antoinette. And we'll see you next time. Pleasure. Thank you.